0: guys, another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. Once again, you're with uh, Jack Clifton. This is episode 10, episode 10 of the Shire Salvos podcast and uh, certainly hope that you're uh, enjoying it as much as uh, we are producing it. Uh, Once again, just uh, me with you tonight, no uh, Claire Clifton, but Claire will be back uh, in the reins hosting the podcast next week. So very excited to have Claire back uh, to be talking everything about uh, the life of the church at both our Menai and Miranda locations. We've got a special treat for you tonight. Uh, our sermon is going to be uh, the Good Friday service uh, that, uh, or the Good Good Friday sermon, pardon me, that uh, Mark Soper brought to us a couple of weeks ago. Um, so looking forward to playing uh, that to you a little bit later on in the podcast and um, yeah, it's a, a really uh, welcoming service and and um, uh, a sermon that I think really can kind of convict us of um, our roles as as Christian men and women uh, on this planet. It was yeah, it was a really good, uh, really good service and a really good sermon. So looking forward uh, to playing that for you in a little bit. We've also uh, got all the latest news of things that are happening in the life of the church. So we'll uh, we'll get to that now and then we'll play the sermon from Good Friday from Mark Soper. So let's jump into what is making news around the, uh, the church and around uh, the Shire Salvos location at both uh, Menai and Miranda. And we start with our Sunday services. And uh, this is being recorded on uh, Monday afternoon. So uh, the uh, bookings are currently open uh, for the services starting this week. We've got uh, a service on Sunday, the 18th of April at both 9 a.m. and 10, 15 a.m. So you can go to the Shire Salvos website to find out more info about that. Salvationarmy.org.au is the website you want to go to. Or you can contact the church office and chat to either Kim, Joel or Mark. They can help you from uh, from there if you want to register. Uh, but that happening this Sunday at 9am and also at uh, 10.15am. So uh, exciting uh, there to be back at church uh, once again. Uh, and now, a few little um, notices of stuff that is happening uh, in our church as well. Uh, we've got uh, the Monday encounter of, of prayer and praise. that's happening uh, tonight, the uh, Monday, the 12th of April. So that's uh, happening at 7 p.m. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's uh, going to be held at church, which is the address. There is 11 Pilliger Place at Bangor. Uh, and you can get in contact with Lynn McComb uh, at the office if you want to find out more information there. Uh, there's uh, dates that uh, these... Uh, uh, encounter Night of Prayer and Praise are happening uh, once a month so the, the next few dates are on the 10th of May, the 7th of June and the 12th of July so uh, a great way to connect with other people uh, but also uh, yeah, promoting prayer and praise uh, for, for what God is doing uh, in our church. Uh, so Boomers and Beyond is happening uh, this month as well next Monday uh, as a matter of fact so they'll be doing a uh, Ferry to Manly outing that'll be happening uh, next Monday so if you want to uh, be joining in on on that, you can meet at the Circular Quay Wharf 3 at 10.15 a.m. to catch the ferry at 10.30. So lunch will be at your own cost, but you will need to RSVP to Robin Reeves. Not going to give out uh, Robin's number here, but if you want to find more info on that, again, you can go to the Shire Salvos uh, website or also Facebook page, or you can contact the church office uh, there. There is uh, more information that uh, that is available uh, if you want to get it. Um, And uh, you can get that from uh, from the church office as well. So it looks like a really fantastic event uh, that is happening there. Uh, There is some ministry opportunities at the Menai location. So contributing to uh, the life of the church, I think, is very important, not just at our church at uh, Shire Salvers, but all around the country and all around the world. There's obviously a paid staff at each different church that people attend, but there's also lots of things that happen uh, for people that are, that are volunteering, whether that's people uh, that are jumping out on, uh, on the, the sound desk and the video desk to make sure things are running smoothly there or people jumping on the music team or, or welcoming. Uh, there's lots of really great opportunities uh, for you to be getting uh, involved within the life of the church. Now, some of the ministry opportunities at Shire Salvos uh, are as follows. There is the welcome team. So uh, they're looking for people to uh, be welcoming uh, people into the service um, and and making sure check-in and and different things uh, like that is um, uh, is being done also the community garden uh, so at the menor location uh, they have a garden that is in need of some love and care uh, so this is an opportunity uh, for people to uh, I guess get their hands uh, hands dirty um, and connect with others uh, in the community as well as obviously um, taking pride in in something that can make um, our our uh, area there which uh, is is on such a main road and Menai looks so lovely and maybe welcoming to people that want to come in. And we've also got the check and shop for suppliers for the Menai kitchen and cleaning cupboard and also music and play helpers. And as always, you can contact the front office there at Menai if you want more information on that or contact uh, Kim, Mark or Joel uh, directly and they'll be able to uh, point you in the right direction. But uh, certainly is a really good opportunity and giving back to the church, I think, is such, a, such an important thing, uh, particularly with what we went through in not being involved with church for over a year, really good uh, stuff to, to be be getting uh, giving back uh, to the church there. Now, that is all the uh, news and alerts we have for what's happening at the Menai and Miranda locations here of Shire Salvos. Uh, also, just a quick update to let you know uh, that if you want to ca- stay up to date with everything that's happening with church, you can head uh, to our website, which is shiresalvos.org.au. And we're also on Facebook as well. So facebook.com forward slash Shire Salvos or just punch in Shire Salvos to your Facebook search bar and you'll be able to find that. There's lots of... Great information uh, that's being put up there regularly, as well as this podcast, which uh, maybe is the way that you found uh, your way to listening to the Shire Salvos podcast. But uh, that is all the uh, the Shire Salvos news for this week, and we'll make sure that we'll recap all of uh, the latest news next week when Claire returns uh, here on the Shire Salvos podcast. But we're going to take a very short break here, and on the other side of that, we're going to hear from Mark his Good Friday message, um, a fantastic message as well. Hope you enjoy it. That coming up next here on the Shire Salvos podcast. Podcast.
1: Ever been there before when you know the truth? You meet someone that needs to know the truth of God? And in your spirit, you just, gee, God, I just pray that they would give their life to you. Ever prayed that prayer? Ever thought that about some friends, some family members? That they would just claim Jesus as their very own and experience life and life have you ever been there and as Christians I suppose we spend our lives like that we want the world to believe in this truth and as I was preparing for Esau that is my prayer that every single person who comes to hear the message of Jesus would come to a place where they would surrender their life his. and as a church i'm sure we'd all agree with that yes i want to ask you um a question who's ever received a gift that they didn't appreciate when they got it anyone okay oh craig you're you're a gay man up the back there mate anyone else oh yes yes paul sort of put his hand up sheepishly so Janine couldn't see but yeah um i'll just name you out um now, I received this, I'm 40 now, 19 years ago, from my mum for my 21st. Yeah, that's, oh dear, that's exactly what I thought when I got that. And it's a, it's a Ken Duncan print, it's not the original, this is probably worth something, I might, have, I might have sold it by then. Um, anyway, but it says this, the journey gives meaning to our destination, The journey gives meaning to our destination. Well, I, you know those gifts that you don't really appreciate? Well, it's taken me a while, but that phrase, my mum, was close to her. And over a period of time, my mum has instilled that in me when I've gone through a challenge or something. She's instilled, Mark, this can be the making of you if you let it. He said, this is just as important as where you want to arrive. You with me? The journey is just as important as the destination. And today we looked at the journey, even just from John 11, we're looking at Lazarus' life. We looked at that journey to the cross was so meaningful and had so much purpose. And it was just as important. Obviously, the ultimate is Jesus dying on the cross. But the lead up. But from the beginning of time, you're thinking, what's all the green green about? And we've got the cross in the background. But from the very, very beginning through the Old Testament, and when we come to this place in history, where we're in the New Testament, where Jesus dies on the cross, it's significant. It's important. And there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of prophecies about the Messiah that had to come true for Jesus the Messiah to die on the cross. And they would say, mathematically, scientists say, it is impossible that they could fulfill all the prophecies spoken about over a thousand years ago or a couple of thousand years ago. Impossible. But you know what? That's what God's in the business of, of turning the impossible into possible. And these prophecies came to reality. And in the lead up to the cross, it was so significant. And you know why? Because every story... Everything was written so that we would believe, to give us the best opportunity to believe in him. We look at Jesus getting anointed with oil in John 12. And it was, in a sense, when, when body, people would die, they would wrap them not only in linen, but they would put oil and smell, nice smelling stuff on the bodies. That was a sign. It was like washing his feet with oil and hair. That was just a sign saying, you know what? You're going you're gonna to die soon. And he got the oil before the burial. And you look at Jesus coming into Jerusalem. And kings, when they would want to conquer where they're coming from, they'd always they'd come on horses. And if you came in peace and love, you would ride on a donkey. And he was saying again and again, I come in peace. I want to conquer the world through love and peace. In the lead up to the cross. And then Jesus washes the disciples' feet in John 13. Very significant. Very significant. He says, I have come to serve, not to be served. Again, he reminds the people, he's preparing people for the cross. In John 14, he comforts them and he says, don't be troubled. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And the way that he was preparing a place for you and I was to die on the cross. He was preparing them. He was letting them know again and again of what he was going to do. And then he goes in John 15, he talks about the vine and the branches. He's reminding me, you and I today, stay to the vine. Stay to the vine. You will find life when you are connected to him. And then in John 16, I love this. It says, The disciples' grief will turn to joy. You can read in scripture. It's in John 16, but this is what he said You will be blessed because of my suffering. You will be blessed because of his suffering. We are blessed because of his suffering. And then in John 17, Jesus prays. He gives us a great way to pray. He prays for himself. He prays for his loved ones, his disciples. And then he prays for everyone. In fact, he actually prayed a personal prayer for you and I. Because he says, um, he says in scripture, he goes, I pray for those who will believe in me through you. He's talking about the disciples And we believe in Jesus through the stories, through the Bible, through the testament of other people. And over 2,000 years ago, Jesus prayed for you and I, that we would come to believe through those that went before us. I think about my great-great-grandfather, tragic alcoholic in East London, I'm not saying I believe because he believed, but I know that he came to know Jesus as his Lord and Saviour and it impacted my generation to generation to generation. And then in John 18, Peter denies Jesus, a great reminder that you know what? It's never over. You can make mistakes. God is the God of second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. You can keep going. And then he faces Pilate. And he goes to the cross. He pays it all. And I want to ask the question, I want to focus a little bit on Lazarus' story today. It was the the last sort of seventh sign, as you would say, but it was, I think, momentous. I think it was so significant. It did something. It shifted something. Jesus before had performed all these miracles, all these um, situations he's done, and people drawing to him. But at this time, this was a shift. This was a change. It was the last huge miracle before Jesus was die on the cross and rise again. And I want to ask you the question, and you can throw it out to me. Why do you think the story of Lazarus is so important in the lead up to the cross? Why do you think the story of Lazarus is so important in the lead up to the cross? It shows that Jesus has power over death. What else? Anyone else back there? What else? Death isn't final, yeah. What else? Why do you think that story was so important? Jesus was preparing his people to believe in his resurrection. And the best way at that time was to allow his person that he loved die. It says it in Scripture, they come to Jesus. They come to Jesus. Mary and Martha know that Jesus can heal. They call for him. They expect him to do it. Lazarus is sick. Come to him. And guess what he does? He stays two more days. Jesus doesn't do things by mistakes. He obviously did that on purpose. But it says in in verse 5, it says, um, he says, Jesus loved Mary, Martha and Lazarus. And then he says, he loved them. He says, he heard and he stayed two more days. And the thing about Jesus is, Jesus heard, Jesus loved and he stayed. Now, have you ever been in a situation when you can't work out how God is working and you're a bit frustrated how life is turning out? Anyone been there before? Asking, why isn't God coming through? I've prayed for this. I believe this. I think this can happen. Have you ever been there? Frustrated. You can't understand fully about how God is working. Why is this happening? Why isn't this happening? Come on, God. You say, if I pray and believe that people will be healed and it's not happening and then situation's not happening. Have you ever been frustrated? The thing is about Jesus. The thing is about God He never shows up late. You with me? You invite God into your life, you and Jesus. He will never show up late. He won't be too early. He won't be late. He will be on time and he will come through when you need him most. Amen. But this was the entree to the main. This was the entree to the man. He was preparing people. But you know what? He had to make sure that there was a big swell of faith, a big swell of hope. The preparation, this moment in history was significant because something shifted. After four days, the Jewish people believed that the spirit of, of someone who had passed away would go. It was over. And Jesus comes in. And why does he do it? It's summed up in John eleven forty two. 42. He says this, I say this for the benefit of the people standing here. So he's standing here. He opens the tomb. They say, don't open the tomb. There's smell everywhere. He opens the tomb. He opens it up and he says, Lazarus, come out. And it says in Scripture, I say this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they would believe that I am the Son of God. I am the Messiah. That story was to encourage us, to fill us with hope and belief that he can conquer death. Every story, every account, every passage in Scripture in the Bible is to fill you with the great hope and love of Jesus. And the story of Lazarus was to do that. And so much so, you can read along in Luke 12... I'd encourage you to read it in Luke 12. So much so, guess what was happening? Hundreds and hundreds, large crowds were coming over to see Lazarus in person. And some of the Jewish elite, some of the Pharisees, were giving their lives to Jesus. Nothing before has been able to sway these Jewish elite, these Pharisees before. But some people who came to mourn, maybe at the funeral... They saw him lying there dead, and then they go back and see him alive. They go, mate, this is it for me. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen that guy. He was dead. I went. I saw him. I saw him lay. I saw him get penned in the tomb, and now he's alive. But you know what? They believed. Some didn't. But many Jews did, and many other people, and it instilled faith. So when Jesus dies on the cross, the disciples... Those close to him, eventually if you read after the cross, they are all getting persecuted and dying because they'd seen it in the flesh. They've seen it before and they've seen it again. There was something beautiful about that story. It prepares the hearts. It instills us with great hope and courage. And this morning I want to say God has done everything in his power to make his love known to you. I've heard people come to our Easter services and they said oh yeah same thing he's just telling us that that God loves us I'm like yeah yeah that's right but the sad reality is you haven't claimed that for yourself you don't understand the magnitude of how much God loves you you see it as a cliché But what he did on the cross in Calvary, he would do it again for you, for any one of you. Jesus can bring dead things back to life, I want to tell you that. you got areas in your life that are dead and bitter and twisted, sore. God can bring dead things back to life. And Ruach is our theme. The breath of life, it's a Hebrew word, the breath of life. And I can tell you this, that God wants to breathe his new life into you again and again and again. And Easter is a way that we can remind ourselves of just the enormity of his love and his power. You know, have you heard the saying at Easter, he said, sin and death has been defeated. You've heard that before? At the cross... The blood that Jesus shed, laid his body bare for everyone. He did that to make a way. That was it. That was the ultimate price for sin, that we could get it paid in full. And sin and death was defeated at the cross. But the question I ask, and I hear a lot, if sin and Satan has been defeated, How come there is so much pain and suffering in the world? Ever had that question? Ever thought that question? Um, In my new role, I I spent a day here. and I spent a couple of days at Miranda and Panania and a little bit of Handel Hellensburg and at Engadine. And I'm enjoying it and meeting a whole heap of new people. And I met one of the volunteers who's volunteered for many years at Miranda Salvos. And you know how you have, oh, I think this is one of those God moments and they start opening up and sharing stuff about faith. He says, "Oh, well, I don't. I believe that there's a higher power, but I can't believe in a God who can allow so much pain and suffering." And as he was sharing, you could you could tell this still affects him. He goes, "I went to war, and I saw people getting shot all around me, and as they're shot, lying around on the ground." they're getting right with God. They're saying, God, forgive me for this, forgive me for this, I love you, God. He goes, and when I got shot, I was angry. I was like, how, God, could you do this? And in my head, I'm thinking, what do I say? I was quiet <laughs> and he says and i just think that when my time comes if i've been a good enough person i'll be all right i'll get there i think he was talking about heaven and i'm thinking lord what do i say to that live is that is a lie from satan thinking that we can be good enough to enter eternity with God. I'm not good enough. I can never be good enough. I never deserve to go and spend eternity with God. It's only through the grace and love and forgiveness and what Jesus did on the cross that I can actually have the opportunity to spend eternity with Him. You agree? And I said to Him, I actually I, I believe that I'm not good enough. I believe I'm not good enough to go to heaven. I actually think it's only through what Jesus has done that I get the opportunity to be with him. And it's in trusting him that I get the opportunity to spend eternity with him. Jesus makes me good enough. And I want to tell you today, Jesus makes you good enough. Jesus makes you good enough for eternity. And not just good enough. He makes you pure. He makes you white. He makes you holy. And then I went on to share this with him. I said, I can't explain why bad things happen and all that to good people, but I'll tell you this. At the cross, sin was defeated. Okay? Jesus paid the ultimate price. And I explained to him, it's a bit like um, the beginning of time, we had um, Adam and Eve, and then we had a serpent, let's just say a snake. And um, at the beginning of time, the snake, the serpent, deceived Adam and Eve. And through disobedience, they brought sin into the world. And then we're paying the price for that sin, okay? But at the cross, the serpent, the snake's head was cut off. You with me? Sin was defeated. If we look at the snake as a serpent, as a representation of sin, the, the, the serpent's head was cut off at the cross. It's dead. But the thing about a poisonous snake, the venom in the fangs of a poisonous snake can last for years. If you were to tread on that or touch that, you can be affected by sin. So much so that it would say in some poisonous snakes, if you've cut, they've been cut off of the head, you can put your hand past them, and it will latch out. Onto your hand after about an hour and a half of having the head cut off—it's crazy. But that is a bit like sin. We have won; the, Jesus has won. He's conquered. We live victorious life, but sin is still evident, and the poison that sin brings—selfishness and lust and and greed—that that sin in the world still impacts us. Would you agree? There's enough food for everyone to eat and not starve. But why are people starving? Greed. You with me? We could just go on. The sin in the world causes pain and suffering. And this morning, I want to ask you a question. We're going to have a time. The team's going to come up. I want to ask you a question. What are the dead, what are the poisonous things in your life that you need to lay down? What are the poisonous things that... the dead things in your life that you need to lay down. Could be pride, could be self-importance, selfishness, comparison, gossip, regret, unforgiveness. Could be it. What is it you're willing to lay down? And then what are you going to pick up this morning? And my prayer is that you would pick up the breath of life. You would pick up Ruach. And we're going to have an opportunity to have communion. And Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. And over at the cross over here, there's little bits of... Um, some bread and some um, grape juice. And you're going to have an opportunity to uh, partake in communion. But as you go over and you pick up the communion, I want you to think in your mind, God, what am I laying down at your feet? And there's a couple of nails to remind you. This This is what he laid down for you. What is it that you're going to hand down? Is there any bitterness, any unforgiveness, anything that you're ashamed of or God's convicting you of right now, just lay it down. Go, God, I'm going to lay this down and I'm going to pick up the breath of life. I'm going to pick up that. And I encourage you to come back to your seats and then we're going to take communion together. So the team's going to come up now. It's going to play while we do that. And just allow God to speak to you and allow this to be a real significant moment for you as you remember what he has done for you.
0: Yeah, fantastic message uh, there from Mark and certainly hope that you've been encouraged by that and lifted up by it, whether you're in a a happy mood or whether you're feeling a little bit down in the dumps or struggling with different things personally. I think messages like that sometimes can just uplift us and just yeah give us some oomph that we need, particularly at the start of the week. Um, Or you could be listening to this at the end of the week. Uh, There's always stuff going on in our lives and and always really good for us to be connecting with God and being encouraged by God and the Word and the message that he, He has for us. So yeah, a massive thanks to Mark, who uh, did that sermon twice, as he as he often does on Sundays, backing up uh, week to week. And, uh, yeah, another really good service uh, sermon there by Mark, a, a wonderful uh, way to, to take uh, Good Friday um, on. And, and yeah, I, I know personally I was really encouraged uh, by that as well. That brings us to the end of the Shire Salvos podcast this week, episode 10, done and dusted in the books. And a big thanks to anyone that uh, has listened, uh, not just this episode, but other episodes as well. And as always, uh, please contact Contact the church offices if there's some feedback that you'd like to give us, if there's things you would like us to add into the podcast, or um, if there was something that we said that you may have missed, or you wanted more clarity on, uh, please do get in contact with us. We uh, we really appreciate any feedback that we get uh, from those of you uh, that are listening. But uh, myself and Claire will be back next week for episode 11 of the Shire Salvos podcast. But uh, until then, and until we we chat again, um, looking forward to uh, seeing what uh, church uh, brings us this Sunday, and looking forward to uh, being in Encouraging uh, with all of you. It will be great to be back in that church building once again. But until, see you on Sunday and maybe chat to you again uh, next week on the Shire Savers podcast. is Jack Clifton uh, bidding you farewell and God bless.